0: And now for something completely
1: different. Here's
2: what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, our God is so amazing. In the days of the Israelites, as they were journeying through the wilderness, God promised that he would bring them into the promised land. This land would provide for their needs to be sustained. These provisions were already going to be in place for them. Do you get that? They were already going to be there. This is referenced in Deuteronomy 6, 10 through 12. This promise was fulfilled, by the way, in Joshua 24. But it's referenced again, again here in Nehemiah. This is how the Lord prepares the territory for us before we get there. Oh, that's just so cool. Before you get there. Next, as we close out our study in Nehemiah. By the way, next week we start Job. As we close out our study in Nehemiah and get ready for Job, We see four statements involving kingdom building and recovery. All outstanding men, all outstanding associates, they're opening their services to the Lord with prayer, not a 20-second prayer, and they were under royal orders which determined their daily activities. We're going to examine that. And finally, God was the one who brought great joy to the people. Therefore, God is the source of all joy. Joy exists in him. In his presence is the fullness of joy, and that joy is our strength. God brings things into our lives that cause joy. That happens because these things come from God. This is how Nehemiah closes out. God reminds us where the joy comes from. It comes from him.
3: you're about to hear the david spoon experience
2: welcome to the david spoon experience local national and heavenly talk here's what else we're looking at during the show lessons for surviving living and prevailing politics entertainment and current events personal revelations spiritual observations my life's insanities and oive so much more. Hey, 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 hey. We're asking you what do you think? Now you can email us during the show, David at he must increase dot org. That's David at he must increase dot org. You can text us during the show live 214 210 That's two one four two one zero eight four eight three. Or you can call us. Whoa. You can call us live during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call that number, oh, 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 oh. when you call that 972-445-0770, you will be talking to Mighty Gabriel. Let me tell you what that's like. You will be right where you need to be, and then you will fly Okay, I just landed.
1: See, <laughs> see how that works? Okay. That's funny.
2: All right, here we go. Uh, bottom line, maybe you've got a praise report, a prayer request. Uh, you might have an answer to trivia like uh, like John did, and then we get, ended up having a chance to pray for Nola the, and for his, her son. That's what we want. We want to be able to fellowship with one another, strengthen one, one another, bless one another, encourage one another, help one another. That's what we're trying to do. And so when we're going to do that, we're going to go to our trivia uh, uh question in just a second, but before we do that, last week, just at the end of the show, we had Robin call in, and she prayed for her, wanted us to pray for her daughter, Alexandra, and we prayed for pray for both of them. I'd like to pray for them again. Why? Because that's our sister in the Lord, who's got a daughter's going through a tough time, and she needs prayer, and she doesn't have to call in every time. We can just pray for her. You know what I'm saying? That's what you do. And so let's just do that together, and then we'll get to the trivia. So collectively join your faith with with me right now. Let's do it together. Father, we come before you right now and thank you and praise you for the goodness and for so many people that we know that you have touched and changed their lives once and for all. And we recognize not everybody gets that. Sometimes it's instantaneous. Sometimes it's a long struggle. But, Lord, we petition you for Robin's sake and for Alexandra's sake. And we ask you in the name of Jesus that you would give them grace and mercy and kindness. Help Alexandra in her process. Help her turn to you and lean upon you. And when that time comes, when that testing comes, give her strength to yield to you and nowhere else. We just ask your blessing in their lives as they seek true recovery that you would be the redeemer for them. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so we wanted to pray for them, and so I was able to do that. I just really felt that, like, in my heart that, you know, just pray for them. And uh, so I think that's an important uh, part of what we do. And when you're going throughout the day, by the way, so I'm just sharing this as a brother. Remember, I'm not your pastor. I'm your brother, okay? I might be a younger brother. I might be an older brother. And uh, I might be an irritating brother. <laughs> but that part's Okay. <laughs> Just what I am, but when you're going throughout your day, and then somebody comes to your brain out of nowhere, like out of left field, you know what I'm talking about. You're driving, you're like, oh, 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 oh. and some person you haven't thought about in four years just goes boop, pops in your head. You know what? It couldn't hurt to go. Lord, help that person. It wouldn't hurt you to pray, and just ask for grace to be, you know, in their lives. There's nothing wrong and everything right, and it sure, it certainly shows a sensitivity to trying to be walking with the lord okay all right trivia question who said to eli here am i you called me here am i you called me he wasn't talking by the telephone by the way here am i you called me uh if you think you know the answer nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero you can also uh, text, by the way, Al was first on that one. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. So you can do all of those kind of things to reach out to us and to touch base with us. The one thing I do want to put in your lap, because it's my responsibility to do so, is that Noel and I are going not with each other, but just we've noticed a little bit of an uptick in spiritual warfare we're, we're pretty sensitive to stuff like this it's like eh, 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 what's going on there what's going on there so uh, i'm just asking everybody to keep us in prayer uh and then by by juxtaposition i'd keep her in prayer because my response to spiritual warfare is not as spiritual as it needs to, <laughs> needs to be and therefore she has to be the rock that kind of settles everything down so i'm just telling you the way it goes that's how it goes okay there you go yeah, at least I'm honest. Uh, who said to Eli, here I am. You called me? All right. Who made that call, so to speak? 972 445 445 770 214 210 or david at hemustincrease.org. We are in our last teachings on Nehemiah. We're going to kind of blow through the very end of Rather quickly, because there's a lot to it, and I don't want to sit there and cover every single person's name and then sit there and do a disastrous job of that. I want to pull out the key points. Next week, we're going into Job. We're going to do what I am calling Jobinian land. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounded funny. Jobinian land, because everybody in the world, I mean, he's good. Don't tell me. That guy, will Jesus will have the longest line in heaven, right? And then the second longest line, no matter what you say, is Job. (laughs)
1: We're going to go, dude,
4: dude.
2: I mean, that's going to be, I mean, that's just amazing. Anyhow, uh, let's pick it up on the text, and we'll go from there. This is Nehemiah chapter 9, and I want you to catch this unbelievable we'll go a little long on this one because this is really really good this unbelievable portion right here he, And this is what it says in nehemiah 9 it says uh even the kings and the, the canaanites who inhabited the land were powerless your people could deal with them as they pleased our ancestors captured fortified cities and fertile land they took over houses full of good things and cisterns already dug and vineyards and olive groves and orchards already developed. Here's the thing that people miss, and I don't want you to miss this, and it's huge, and that is the Lord often brings us into a new territory. Right? That happens. It happens from a character point of view. It happens from a professional point of view. That happens from a spiritual point of view. Some of you may have been attending a particular church and you went there for two years. We talked about this last week. Maybe you went to that church for a year, you got saved, and then the Lord moved you out. Maybe you went there for four years and then you felt like the Lord was going, go over here, go over here. There's nothing weird about that. Nothing bizarre about that. I think if you're going to be at a church and then you go to another church, you meet with the pastor and say, I feel like the Lord's directing us over here. And then you pray to make a commitment to continue to pray for them and ask him to continue to pray for you. And that, I mean, that's just normal, regular relationship stuff. That's all fine and good, okay? So if you ever decide to leave your church, don't just bail. I mean, say goodbye to somebody. I mean, that's just ridiculous. But you need to be aware of something that a lot of people are not aware of, and that is the children of Israel, they're on the, on the journey, they're in the desert, okay? Desert, not fun. Okay, it's not the desert inn. It's not a hotel, okay? It's the desert, right? Not fun, right? Terrible, mostly terrible views. (laughs) A lot of sand, (laughs) that's all I'm going to say, right? So the Lord is preparing them for a new land, Now, when Nehemiah makes reference to this, he's pulling, just so you can know, he's pulling from the passage that God committed to Israel in Deuteronomy 6, 10 through 12. I'm going to read it in a second. But what I want you to catch is this. When God brings you out of something, he always brings you into something. God doesn't bring you out and then just leave you hanging.
1: Hey, good luck. Have fun.
2: Take luck. Bye. I mean, it's like that's not what's happening. The Lord brings you out to bring you in. And when the Lord brings you into a new land or a new territory, He's got things prepared for you. Is it exactly like before? No. Rarely, in fact, I would say is it like before. Because if it was exactly like before, then why bring you into something why do something different? In other words, you go into some new kind of thing where the Lord's teaching you new things and you're developing new insights and new strengths and new wisdoms. And I know everybody thinks this is about you perpetuating your families and so
1: on and so forth. You're wrong.
2: This is about reflecting Jesus Christ more and more, step-by-step, step, period. You want to know why God, when you say to God, yes, I believe, he doesn't just zap you right up? Because he's making you look more and more like Jesus. That's why. Why? And so when when Nehemiah makes reference to this portion, he says, you're going to come into land. He says, our ancestors, he's referring back to it. He says, our ancestors captured fortified cities. They took over houses full of good things. Cisterns already dug, vineyards and olive groves, orchards already mature. This is in reference to Deuteronomy 6. 10 through 12, and it says this, When the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large, flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful... That you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt and out of the land of slavery. The whole premise for Nehemiah bringing this up is saying, God's going to bring you into new territory. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. It's going to be filled with great things. Don't get an attitude about it. <laughs> it's like, don't got an attitude there. You better remember that it's to the Lord. You're, are you in a new season? Has the Lord been growing you? Have you been learning more and more? Don't, add, don't develop an attitude. Don't get a chip on it. What you really want to do is be that much more humble, that much more thankful, that much more aware that you would not be in that new territory, or that new place, unless God put you there. You wouldn't learn one new thing except by the grace of God. Because he's the one that gives you breath and life and everything. I don't want you to just think about your life five years ago, regardless, and think, are you closer to the Lord? And if the answer is yes, then you got to, that's enough. Just say thank you and go forward.
1: Get it? All
2: right. All right. Uh, the answer to the trivia question: uh, Who said to Lee Eli, "Here am I. You called me. I will give the uh, major credit to Al was the first one to put it in there. He wrote Sammy <laughs> or Samuel. That would be the name, and that is correct, Amendo Just so you can know, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM Seven Seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
4: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. The Christian
0: faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience.
1: We happen to be people who are able to, you know, go with the Lord. While the flow is going, while the river is going, while the joy is going, and then something comes in the way like a pebble, <laughs> like a pebble, and then we trip and we're like, ay, 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 and we don't know what we're doing. Here's the key you're never gonna be good enough. You're never gonna be this superhuman beyond capacity, exactly like Jesus, and everything you say you're doing, each moment has not happened.
0: The David Spoon Experience.
2: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Your next trivia question true or false? So you can do a T, you can do an F, you can call in, you can send an email. Here we go The Men of Athens. The men of Athens said to Paul and the apostles, but primarily to Paul, we want to hear you again on this subject. Is that true or false? I'll give you the only hint you need, Acts 17, in the 30s. <laughs> in the, in the, like, in the, you know, 30, between 30 and 39, like nine verses. Okay, you should be able to figure that out. Uh, you If you're not sure, find out. Okay, I mean, has anybody ever heard the gospel and said, "I'd like to hear more about that"? That's really what you got to think. <laughs> so, now, 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 I just want to say this. Okay, all right. Now, I, I, if I said the question wrong, so initially, this is how they printed the question. They, they and I'm, so I'm telling you guys ahead of time. Uh, they, they asked the question, true or false, the men of Athens said to the apostles, we want to hear you again on this subject. So I kind of thought when they said that, and I'm going to kind of look this up and stall. I kind of thought that 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 was a little tricky because I was under the impression that when we were talking Athens, I thought we were talking palsy uh, Paul. Z, Paul and yeah i'm right okay so i double checked that so so let's just rephrase the question so it's exactly correct so see the book was wrong uh just so you can know true or false uh the men of athens said to the apostle paul we want to hear you again on this subject, true or false. There, that's more specific. Uh, if you think you know, 972 445 0770. The phone is working. Uh, Gabriel just can't talk to me, but everything comes through. We're doing fine on everything else. And so he's just making signs and, and dancing. Okay. <laughs> And then, uh, uh, additionally, you can text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three. As well, you can send an email David at he must The reference for the text is Acts seventeen thirty two. I'm just being nice and giving it to you. Okay, all right, there you go. You ready for these? I got uh, jokes. Ready? You got the buzzer thing ready? All right. All right. Uh, I'm gonna do them. I am gonna do them in reverse order. <laughs> Like so I got three jokes. I'm going to do them like the other way up. The first one's like decent. The second one's pretty funny. And the third one, I think, is great. All right, here we go. Here's the first joke. Three fast jokes. Uh, the little boy was telling his parents what he had learned at Children's Church about the creation of Adam and Eve. And he just got a few facts twisted. The teacher told us. How God made the first man and the first woman, he said. He made the man first, and he got lonesome for somebody to talk to. So God rocked him to sleep and then took out the man's brains and made a woman of them. (laughs) You know, that's probably truer than (laughs) people. probably truer than people think. This, I think, is funny, but only if you understand older TV. A children's church teacher asked little Willie who the first man in the Bible was. Hoss, said Willie. Wrong, said the teacher. It was Adam. Aw, shucks, Willie replied. I knew it was one of those Cartwrights. (laughs) That's another good one. Now listen to this one. This is a great one. Get ready. Adam was naming the animals on the earth when along came a rhinoceros. God said to Adam, what are you going to call this one? Adam replied, I think I'll call it a rhinoceros. God, why? Adam, well, it looks more like a rhinoceros than anything I've named yet.
1: (laughs) You see? (gasps) You can tell Gabriel's starting to feel his roots. (laughs) Ooh. All right, back
2: to the text. All right, all right. Uh, I thought that was funny. Uh, true or false, the men of Athens said to the apostles, we want to hear you again on this subject, but again, not to the apostle to the apostle Paul. Okay, all right, there you go. Uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770, 214-210-8483 on text, and then david at hemustincrease.org Got a lot of people responding to this. All right, so we're going to take a little longer, go a little longer, because we're in this second big phase on Nehemiah. So the first phase had to do with Nehemiah doing a recounting, saying, hey, what the Lord is going to bring you into or what the Lord has brought us into, he prepared ahead of time. He gave us great stuff. The whole premise of that teaching, especially coming out of Deuteronomy six, ten through 12 is the reference point, is that God prepares ahead of time for where you and I are going to give us certain blessings and advantages that he wants to bring into our lives to teach us to help us grow. And uh, even if you go through, even if you've been through a great time and then you go through the wilderness, when you come out, there's something the Lord has that's wonderful for you. In Jesus's case, he went into the wilderness and then he came out of the wilderness and did what? Went into public ministry and people got blessed. So just think about that that process, right? First, he presents himself to the Lord in baptism. Then he's led by the Spirit, uh, by the Holy Spirit, by the way, to, be, to go through the, the wilderness. And then after the wilderness, he makes his public ministry. It's really kind of kind of cool if you think about it all right so now this next phase as we're closing this out i want to show you these four things so i'm kind of jumping ahead into nehemiah 11 i'm doing it on purpose because in nehemiah 11 there's a hundred names I'm not reading 100 names for right now. You can go read them. I want you to. I encourage you to. It might be a nice way to say that. But what I want you to pick out, I picked out four things that, these, that, that, that the crew of Israel pulled together as they were recommitting themselves to the Lord, okay? This is what it says. Some of the people of Judah and Benjamin resettled in Jerusalem, and now it lists all these different names, and it gives four characteristics. I want you to hear them. Number one, they were all outstanding men. In other words— People that are leading other people should be outstanding people. Okay, they should be. I mean that in in the truest sense. I I don't. I'm not going to argue about this deeply. I just think that people who are pastors are are some of the best people there are. I'm not a pastor. Okay, I'm, I'm an I'm a encourager, I'm a teacher, I'm more of an evangelist uh, to, the, to the church than I am anything else because I continually bring the good news. The idea behind it is that you want outstanding people leading, guiding, and directing. You want that for your kids, and you want that for yourself. You want that reflected in how they live, and you want to be able to look at them and know they're spending time with Jesus because of how they are. That, that's just— Got it. There's nothing weird about that that totally makes sense. The other instrument that's involved is not just outstanding leaders, but out, an outstanding support system. In in, the, in verse 14 in Nehemiah 11, it says, uh, and they had outstanding associates, and associates are people at all different levels. And what that means is this. Th- th- these are the two minors. The big ones are coming up. People that work in the church, that work for you, that work for ministry, that provide for you, think of them as outstanding. Because they're giving of themselves, if they are, and genuinely they are, they're giving of themselves for you to be blessed. Now, isn't that outstanding? I understand there's bad churches. We're already doing our Christian chaos, part. blah, blah, blah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you go to a church and you don't even know that there's people that go through the church after you and clean everything up to make it nice for the next group of people that come in. That's outstanding. People that put things away, people that commit their time, people that are willing to watch your kids or your kids'
1: kids
2: because the Lord has put it on their heart. That's outstanding. You know who my favorite people are? You're not even going to believe it. I love the maintenance people. You think, why? They get no props. I mean,
1: who gets props for maintenance? <laughs> Nobody.
2: In the uh, in church in Colorado, a vendor church, the, I just love that they did this. They had their, and I've mentioned it before, they had their, uh, they had a big church, you know, three, 4,000 people. And they had a parking lot staff so they, you know, so they could park the cars. And all the people who were out there helping direct, they got a special jacket. Even the pastor couldn't get the jacket because he wasn't on the parking lot crew. That's, now, you, now we're thinking, that's the way to do it. That's why I encourage you, when you go into church, if you've got somebody directing traffic or doing anything, like when we go, when we visit, we visit churches like quite a bit. I always tell the person, thank you, like thanks for doing the service when they're at the front door or at the front entrance to the sanctuary because they just, you know, it's cool. It's a good thing that they do that. All right, now I'm going to get into the serious stuff on what we should be doing as the people of God. And here is the coolest thing, and I'm uh, just rambling for that to that point, but listen to this. Metanias, son of Micah and Zadi, a descendant of Asaph, who opened the Thanksgiving service with prayer. Just stop right there. This is uh, verse 17 in Nehemiah 11. You can look it up. One of the things that the church does that I think is horrible, and I'm just being honest, is they do a prayer to open up the service, right? Right? Listen, and it lasts 20 seconds. That's so that it can be entertainment oriented. That is not how they prayed back in the day. They went to service, it was three, four, five, six, and 10 hours long. And one of the things that we do in the church is we go in and we pray, and it's like, all right, we'll get that over with. All right, get you got to do the baptism. Get him in, get him out, get him in, get him out, blah, blah, blah. It's like it's like it's like rushing cattle. And I don't suspect that the Lord's impressed at our organizational skills as much as he would appreciate our devotional lives. Now I say that to to not condemn any church. I say that so that all of us can have a better mindset saying, "Man, yeah, we should pray more. Spend more time talking to God as we gather together in his presence, as we gather together to to fellowship together to worship. We should be doing it with thanksgiving and we should be opening it up with sincere prayer and it shouldn't be 5 seconds. And if it's, it's that way too much at your church, you know what you should do? Listen
1: to this. It'd be crazy.
2: Pray before you go to church. So you can be prayed up, ready to enjoy God amongst the fellowship. I just think it's important. I I, I hearken back to this. Yes, I said hearken. What do you think heaven's going to be like? People aren't going to be rushing in and rushing out and rushing in. Or, nice service. Thank you. Great job. Bye. Bye. We'll be worshiping and worshiping and praising and thanking Right? And the last thing they did, and this was so this is so good. In in in, in verse 23, it says they were under royal orders, which did and I could have done the whole thing on this, but I didn't want to, but I should have. They were under royal orders, which determined their daily activities. And I want you to listen to this. Nehemiah 11, 23. They were under royal orders which determined their daily activities you are under royal orders i am under royal orders and that should determine our daily activity you can forget all the other stuff i said yeah day fillin time cool They were under royal orders, which determined their daily activities. By the grace of God, we should operate as though, because we are, under royal orders, because that would determine our daily activity. Wow, I just need, I need that. I need that every day. All right. True or false, the men of Athens said to the Apostle Paul, We want to hear you again on this subject. The answer is actually true in Acts seventeen thirty two. It was wrong for me to say the Apostle was really the Apostle Paul. All right, folks, we will take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the truth station here in Texas. Short sure break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
4: is the david spoon experience
1: well she turned me into a newt a newt
3: got better have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes jesus christ as lord but just don't know how serving in ministry is a matter of devotion time and talent are you looking for a place to try and test the waters do you want to get involved come join the ambassador's Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position.
1: Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do you know how you keep going? Do you know how you keep putting one foot in front of the other? Do you know how you don't give up? Do you know how you don't quit even though you want to quit? you fix your eyes on Jesus. You see with God. When Peter went out of that boat and stepped on that water, there is no natural principle in the world, in in any normal universe, that would allow Peter to walk on water. But he did one thing well. He looked at Jesus, and as he was looking at Jesus, the Bible says he walked on the water. He looked at his situation just focusing at Jesus, Then he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he saw the winds and the waves, and he sank. He lost the correct attitude when he stopped seeing with Jesus in the picture. Whatever you see, whatever you face, whatever you encounter, do not see it or face it in the natural. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So everything you see, you must insert the picture of Jesus.
2: The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back. To the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's Man 770. That's right. The truth station here in Texas. We're having fun today. Fun day, Monday. I mean, I like Mondays when they're fun. <laughs> All right. So I want to give a little clarification, then we'll do our next. Uh, trivia question. The question I had asked before had to do with whether it was true or not that the people in Athens wanted to hear more from Paul. Acts 17 verse uh, 32 says, when they heard Paul speak of the resurrection of a person who had been dead, some laughed, but others said, we want to hear more about this later. That ended Paul's discussion with them. So in other words, yes, that's exactly, that's true. They wanted to hear more. Okay, here's our next trivia question. You guys should get this. I hope you get this. Who said or who asked the Lord, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest of Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. Who said that? So, we're going to give you the information to do that, then send you to the website. First, the information to respond to that uh, you can call in 972 445 0770. As well, you can send a text 214 210 8483. As well, you can send an email david at he must We're going to send you up to the website. And the reason that we send you up to the website is so it's a couple of different. You know, reasons. Don't forget there's brochures that you can print or that we can print for you and send to you free or that you can download on your phone. And then don't forget about the podcasts. And then don't forget about giving. Cause we need some help. So if you're able to do it, great. Please check out he must Prayer
4: request. He, he must increase.org. Increase. Praise report. HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org
2: HeMustIncrease.org
4: All right,
2: that is obviously a race car going down the street. Uh, Here we go, the trivia question. Who asked the Lord, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my family. Uh, the only hint I'm going to give you, because we have a lot of wrong answers, <laughs> is uh, think Book of Judges. There you go. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. And also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at he org. Uh, We do have somebody calling in, so we will probably take that call. And then we're going to do our history. Uh, I don't know if we're breaking again or not. I haven't really decided how I'm going to do this because I don't even know what I'm doing. Hence the show. Okay, that's pretty much how the show goes. Uh, But that is the trivia question that we're operating from. And I think that person is ready. we ready to send them on through? Send them on through. (laughs) Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey David, this is John. Hey <laughs> <Hi> John, <laughs> long time no talk to. No, <laughs> I was gonna say John again, but again is not my last name. <laughs> but anyway. oh, we got Roger again, and we got we got a bunch of people that are agains. <laughs> oh okay, oh well, that's good. No. All right,
1: well, you ready it's for this? Gideon. That is correct, sir. It is Gideon. Yeah. So anyway. Uh,
2: that's a great and that's a great job. And I just just one thing, and then I'll let you go. I I was mentioning this to Annika and Neil the other day. They came by for a visit. It's so oh. bizarre that the angel of the Lord. It says in that portion where he's talking to Gideon, he sat under a tree. <laughs> it's like I've read that like a hundred times. Going, an angel of the Lord goes. Eh, I think I'll take a seat. <laughs> it's like. Really? Uh-huh. Is this, that's like the most amazing. He sits under the trees, under the oak trees. He's got a staff in his hand. He just takes a seat. It's like I've always thought that to be weird. Like, did he need to sit okay.
1: down? I don't get it.
2: So anyway, uh, but yeah. that's that portion right there. So good job, though, on the trivia. Excellent work. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, good
0: to
2: talk to you again. <laughs> all right. God bless you, bro. I'm bless
0: you too. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. All right. Excellent job. All right. So uh, – Eric was honest. He goes, "That was going to be my fourth answer." <laughs> That's pretty good, Eric. Uh, All right. Here's how we're going to have to do this. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, teach, very little, and then we're going to break. Then we're going to come back. So I am going to do it that way because I do want to. I, I do want to give proper uh, time to this last little little piece that that we're going to do. So there is something that I need to talk to you about family business wise. Okay. All right, so put down your brilliant theological hats, you know, take everything down a, a, a notch. So, uh, Al is uh, uh, one of the things I have a good relationship with, like most of you. Okay, most of you, we have some engagement, some interaction. Al asks me on a, on a regular basis on Saturday, Sunday nights, what well, can I pray for you this week? And so on and so forth. Okay. And you don't have to do that because Al does it. I mean, we have people cover us on different uh, realms. And so I, I wrote him and I said, I'm getting restless. Now this is I'm not blaming Aunt Deb. Deb, I'll, I'll blame you tomorrow on the call. But what I'm trying to tell you is, you know, I'm waiting now to know what does the Lord want. So now we've got the doctorate degree, that's great. And I'm actually I'm much happier that I got that degree than I am that I ever got the master's. So I'm really, really happy about that. But I now need to know what is that next thing? So we have this uh, possibility of expanding the radio show, or do I take something else on that's part-time? It's a big it's a big decision for, for the radio ministry, for me, myself personally, for me and Noel, and for our, our family. you know So I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna drop this in your lap and ask you to be praying. We have no intention of changing anything that we're doing for the radio show. The only discussion is, do we look at expanding it, and that be time and place,
1: or
2: do we look at adding something in that can be done, you know, I can do something remote, or I take something on part-time. So it's a big uh, decision, because I've been doing school for like eight years. <laughs> long time. <laughs> so I'm so happy not to have homework, though, I, I do confess. But I really need you to pray for me for wisdom. I really need to be sensitive more than any of that. I really need to be more still than anything else. Because I'm just like, come on, Lord. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. And you guys already know how annoying I am. So you can imagine how those prayer times are going. Right? Come on. We got stuff to do. The world's crashing. Let's go. Right? And I will give Deb – she told us, (laughs) she prophesied, you're going to be – you're going to have a hard time. She was right.
3: (laughs) God bless her.
2: Uh, But anyway, the point is I need you guys to really make it an issue. Okay? Like for me uh as best you can all right all right so uh, i've laid that on your lap i've dropped that before you you guys figure it out we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and then we'll do history and the rest of the teaching so you're listening to the david spoon experience right here on k 770 the truth station here in texas short break we'll be back don't go anywhere
0: What is the David Spoon
2: Experience? I cannot wait, though. I have to do this particular sound. We might interrupt uh, while I'm doing the teaching, but I got to do the sound because it is time for Bible Baloney Beatdown. Hello. hello. Hello.
3: Hello. hello, hello. It's now time for David Spoon's Bible Baloney Beatdown. Bible Baloney Beatdown.
2: I'll knock your brains out if you had any.
3: I can't believe I'm allowed to do that. I love that.
2: Anyhow, uh, Bible alone deep down has to do with the kingdom of God. So there are people that go, well, you know, in scripture there's so many contradictions. Like what about when Jesus said, if you're for me, uh, then you're not you're not against me. If against me, you're not for me. And they kind of mix it all up and so on and so forth. Let me just help out and just kind of set the record straight, keeping it simple. There are two. Now watch what I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show you. There are two. Okay, watch somewhere between one and three. There are two. Here you go, one more time. There are two kingdoms. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind when I say this. There is the kingdom of God, right? Everybody would agree. Okay, got it. Seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. And then there is any other attempted kingdom. There is the kingdom of God, and then there's any other attempted kingdom. The kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of men, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. There's the kingdom of God and all the other ones. Okay? or And they're all just wrapped up in the one thing. There's the kingdom of God and the kingdoms that are not the kingdom of God. <laughs> That's all we got. That's all it is. Luke chapter 9, verse 49 through 50, John responded, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow us. Verse 50, don't stop him, Jesus told him, because whoever is not against you is for you. Keeping this in context, the person is not opposed, this is very important, the person is not opposed but for the kingdom of God. He's not neutral. He's a kingdom advancer. He's somebody that's advancing the kingdom, casting out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. And John is like, well, he's not one of us. Okay, that's a whole separate sermon, a whole separate issue, which I'm sure your pastor has taught on many times. And that is the last thing that you need are a whole bunch of more people just like you, or just like me. We need people to be like Jesus, and they don't need to follow us exactly. They need to follow Jesus. And I don't want to have, I don't want to reproduce a thousand me's. I want people reproducing being Jesus, because I'm not going to do anything. But people who are more like Jesus, they make a difference. And in context, this person was advancing the kingdom by driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. He's a kingdom advancer. The David Spoon Experience.
1: Sometimes all Welcome back
2: to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM seven seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's Amen seven seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. Let's get ready. We're actually gonna probably s- we're gonna skip. Uh, so I'm doing a, I'm doing a half text right now to Eric. So Eric, the other half of that text is in you helping me. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there, okay? Just, uh, I put full confidence. And then in you helping me, I, I didn't have time to write that in. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to skip the uh, trivia question. We're going to do our history, and then we're going to close out Nehemiah because the closeout's really good. Uh, ready to do uh, history? Can we do, Gabriel, can we do history? Let's do that. Let's go, let's go. All right, today is, now this is more for Deb and for people like Deb, who remember I told that really bad joke that one time, today is World Cat Day. So if you have a cat, this is your day. You you know, the 364 other days are dog days. You might as well enjoy your one day here. (laughs)
1: I'm kidding.
2: Anyway, it's National Cat Day. It's also National Frozen Custard Day. I'm good with that. I like that. Victory Day, also known as VJ Day. And then it is, so don't forget that. And then it is National, or did the custard one. And then it is sneak some zucchini under your neighbor's porch day. I have no idea what that means. And I have no idea how to handle that. Okay. Sneak some zucchini, sneak some zucchini under your neighbor's Porch day. It's not even zucchini bread. I say nay. I mean, it's got to be zucchini bread or fried zucchini with ranch, you know? Okay, never mind. Uh, This day, 1876, Thomas Edison received a patent for the mimeograph, similar to the copy machine. Mimeo, mimeo. The Great Train Robbery in 1963. Mass Bandits robbed a British postal train uh, of about $7 million in 1963 in Buckinghamshire, it's, uh, Britain's largest train robbery at that time. Uh, the 1988 film Buster starring singer Phil Collins was based on that. And then, you guys don't care about that. You don't care about that. That's all. Oh, wait. wait. 1974, United States President Richard Nixon announced his resignation. Okay? All right. There you go. All right. We're going to do our closeout on Nehemiah. I'm very, very excited about getting into—we're not going to do a trivia question. So uh, I've only got like six minutes left, and I want to do this closeout right. I'm very excited, though, to get into Job. It's Jobinian land, and I've already written up two weeks' worth, and I've gotten through one sentence. So this could be— it's gonna be a long teaching up and coming. But Job is a little more fascinating. I'll try and take it in bigger lumps, but not in the beginning. Chapter one, two, and three, we're gonna we're gonna rip it apart piece by piece. I mean that's the that's the way to do that. All right. Uh at the end or for the end for Nehemiah, I want to read this uh and then primarily I'm getting to Nehemiah uh 43. So I'm skipping a lot of names, a lot of dedications, a lot of things, uh, only to get to this particular part. Uh, The two choirs were giving thanks, then proceeded to the temple of God where they took place. Uh, So did I, together with the group leaders who were with me. We went uh, with the trumpet players. They played and sang loudly and clearly under the direction of Jezahiah the choir director. So choir directors are biblical for those that are trying to figure it out. Uh, verse 43 and the big one, many sacrifices were offered on that joyous day for God had given the people cause for great joy and the women and children also participated in the celebration and the joy of the people of Jerusalem could be heard from far away. There is very little in scripture that uh, indicates that the that family celebrations didn't take place. In fact, it's quite the opposite that family family celebrations took place on a regular basis uh even if you understand the the fullness of Jesus going with his parents to uh to in traveling to Jerusalem how they all went as a family everybody went it's all you know family affair kind of thing so they celebrated the lord together that's the way you're supposed to do it we're supposed to celebrate together does that mean that kids have to stay in the sanctuary the whole time yeah it's up to each individual church i mean there's no re- this is the perfect way this is the perfect way no there's none of that Okay, whatever is working for you guys, great, awesome. Do it unto the Lord. Here's what I want you to focus on. Many sacrifices were offered on that joyous day for God to give the people cause for great joy. That's the thing. So we go around and we talk about the joy of the Lord is our strength. And nobody's unfamiliar with that. It's in this book, in Nehemiah chapter 8. And what we need to remember is that all joy comes from God. God is the source of all joy. Joy exists in God. And I want you to understand that. Joy exists in God. In his presence, the Bible says in Psalm 16:11, in his presence is the fullness of joy, in God's presence is the fullness of joy. Being with God is the fullness of joy, which makes Adam and Eve's rebellion and run even more amazing because they sinned and they got got disconnected from that joy.
1: It's like, oh, oh,
2: bad. That's why they ran and hid and they were ashamed. And it's like, oh, did they blow it? Because in his presence is the fullness of joy. It's like you can eat all the chocolate cake you want, never have any problems with uh, with your body. You'll always be fine. No calories, no anything, no anything. And then you hit the wrong button and now all of a sudden chocolate cake will wipe you out. Like, why would you do that? So in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. And that joy, by the way, is our strength, right? The joy of the Lord is our strength, and in his presence is fullness. We've preached on this and taught on this multiple times. When God brings things into our lives, listen, when God brings things into our lives, that causes joy because those things come from God. The things that God brings to us, the things that God does through us, the things that God does with us, the things that God does for us. If we would be sensitive enough, less focused on how our little universe needs to be perfect— less focused on the devil going, you know, if you only had this, if you only had this. Did God really say that? You don't even know if that's true. Is that all the things from the garden? Less focused on all that stuff and just listening to the voice of God and recognizing that in his presence is the fullness of joy. And when God does something in our lives, it comes to us from God, which contains his joy, and that thing he works into our lives brings joy. And then we get to go, yay. And when we're disconnected from joy, what happens? We're miserable. And what is the fruit of the Spirit? What's the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace. I mean, right behind love is joy. It's like, oh, my goodness. God reminds us of himself by pouring joy into our life. From himself. God reminds us of himself by pouring joy into our lives, which is, which is him. And he loves to do it.
1: We disconnect. Not God. We run and hide. We forfeit. Hey, let's not do that. We don't have to. OK, that's how you close out the book of, Jer- of Nehemiah. OK. All right. All
2: right, folks, you have been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on K. 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a twenty two and a half hour break and then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. God bless you.